Welcome to Equipus Church, Denise. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live at our city campus. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Welcome, Pastor James. He's looking at this thing so long, you can just step up there. Fantastic. So good to be uh, back in the south, back in the mainland. And uh, just awesome uh, to be here this morning, being such an awesome church. How about you put your hands together for the worship team? Hey, but before you sit down, come on. Um, what we want to do is just, come on, you're not here to see me. We're here to encounter Jesus. Amen. So I wonder, just before we do anything else, I wonder maybe if you'd just close your eyes. Maybe you'll lift your hands because it's His presence that changes us. Come on, it's, it's His power. It's God living, God coming and breathing. I've been a young adults camp as well. But come on, it's, it's what He wants to say to us. The Bible says where, uh, that, that He inhabits the praises of His people. Come on, God's here right now. And so, come on, right now, how about you? I can't invite him into your space. So right now, God, we just make space. We open our hearts. God, and we just say, we need you this morning, God. God, you know where, where we are. You locate us, and, uh, and you see us. You see our journey. You, you see where we, where, we, where we stand right now. You see what we're carrying. And God, we just come to you as we are. We take our masks off. Lord, and, and, and we just thank you that we can come boldly to your throne room today. And, and God, today, over every life that's here, God, we just thank you for significance. We thank you that you're here to speak. So we say, come, speak. Come on, if you agree with that, how about you say amen? Amen. amen. How about we give God some praise? You can take your seat now. Uh, just to... Um, just to locate you, kia ora tātou, uh, ko Hokanui te maunga, ko Matoura uh, te awa, ko Marawai, ahau, ko Roy Tokowano, ko James Tokowingo. It's so good to be here. It's so good to be where I come from. Um, over the last 24 hours, I've been in, um, down in, in Camp Columba. Uh, whereas it, as, a, as a kid, as a teenager, I went to camps there. When I um, was part of this church leading the youth, we took youth camps down there. Uh, just awesome to be uh, half an hour from where, the farm that I grew up on. And, and yesterday afternoon, I got to um, steal Nicole's car and, uh, and we went to, uh, to, um, to Edendale and hang out there. And uh, see my brother, and then drive past my farm that I grew up on, and then see my uh, in-laws and and Gore, and and it's just awesome. Just the memories that come back, memories of being in this building, memories of of the roof leaking, and and being under the stage with Ryan Griffith. That was the first time I met him, and uh, end up being the best man at his wedding. You know, um, even just looking around at the, this this group of people. You know, um, Paul Weir was at Gore High School a couple of years ahead of me. You know, uh, awesome. Yeah, Gore High School. Hey. Uh, and and just, just, just awesome, man. I just, uh, what, a, what a great church you have here. If this is your first time here, or you know, if you're still sussing it out, your uni, and you're like, maybe first year, maybe third year, maybe whatever. 
But uh, come on, this is, this is good ground. And I just want to honor your awesome pastors, uh, Pastor Will and De- Desiree, just doing a great job and just continuing to hear uh, great things. You know, this place is full of great people. You know, you've got people like Ben Vickers on the... F- who was here till some ridiculous time last night, just setting up so that you could do church, along with Pastor Will and others. But Ben's awesome because he can multitask. I don't know if you saw him in praise and worship. He managed to have his coffee and still praise Jesus. <laughs> Even dance a little bit with his coffee. Man, you are awesome. That was great watching you this morning. But church is, church is full of great people, imperfect people, people dealing with stuff, going through stuff. And, uh, and today, um, man, we wanna, I want to bring uh, greetings from Whanganui. This month, 10 years ago, we, we landed in Whanganui. And so um, for those, probably, yeah, it's 10 years, and I'm hoping uh, there's enough healing for those that were there before 10 years ago um, that you're ready to hear me again, <laughs> although I have been back at different times. But this is a place that's just full of great memories, and, and, and it's good soil, and and God just continues to grow this church from strength to strength. And, and I'm excited uh, about what it looks like going forward. Today, I want to I I come with a message of hope, a message um, to provoke you, hopefully, uh, to say, hey, we haven't landed yet. Despite what's been going on over the last couple of years, come on, I really believe that the best is yet to come. Do I have an amen this morning? And... Uh, and before we get into that, I just want to do some greetings from my family. Um, this is us on the school holidays on Lake Taupo. Uh, we're, just, we're just hanging out, and it's scenic and picturesque and stuff. Uh, but this is more like my family. Uh, at the moment, the, 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 the shot of this is uh, I've got COVID, and they're going to get a COVID test. And that's what life's like at the moment, hey? That's more reality. Um, you know, they're not actually, they're, while they're smiling, they're actually not that happy about uh, the fact they might be getting things put up their noses. Um, but yeah, now this is our awesome family. We've got four kids. Uh, and uh, at the moment, uh, everything's beautiful. Uh, numerically, we've got an 8, 10, 12, and 14-year-old, and uh, everything's just rosy. Um, no, it's, it's awesome. They, they love church. They love God. And uh, it's been such a cool journey. While it's been you know, brutal at times going to Whanganui, moving away from family, it's been uh, such a rich place to go. And, uh, and God's plan for you is awesome. And I guess that's where I want to start off with. I remember, you know, if you were here 10 years ago or more, you would have heard me say this a number of times. This, before I left Dunedin, this was my favorite verse. And uh, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter till the full light of day. Come on, and 10 years on, I want to encourage you that this is still my favorite verse because the best is yet to come. We haven't reached it yet. There's more, but it's also good to understand the context of what this, we find this in the Bible. The very next verse says, but the way of the wicked, and it's really important, I said this to the young adults, is that the way of the wicked, that in fact, if we were to be real, that we're all wicked. Everyone has sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. We're all messed up. And, and it's only Jesus that makes us righteous. So that's why we can be in that first category. That by the way of the wicked is, a, is deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Come on, we know and we see people all around our world stumbling, struggling. And come on, this is why we need to know that the best is yet to come, that there is hope, that we are the light of the world. 
and that we are, we, that these good things are ahead. Amen? Despite what's been going on, I love this, um, that scriptures say, uh, this is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Come on, do I have some people in the house who love God? But this is what God revealed. Uh, this is this, but it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. Come on, He's, he's not a holdout. Come on, He's got good things to reveal to us today. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has in store for us. Come on, there's good things in store. The, the future looks bright. And so today I want to come with a message of hope at a time where maybe your hope's taken a bit of a hit. Come on, I love this definition of hope. To believe for what is desired can be had or will turn out uh, for the best. A feeling of trust. Come on, today I want to ask you, how's trust? Come on, what are you trusting in? Are you trusting in yourself? Are you trusting in other things? Because uh, today I, I just wanted to take a bit of an audit on, on how you're going around the, the levels of hope. The Bible says some awesome things about hope. In Hebrews it says, we have a hope as an anchor for our soul. Come on, as a, you know, you, when do you need an anchor? Yeah, all the fishermen will say, you need it to have a good fishing spot. Anyway, now the main reason you need an anchor is when it's, there's a storm going on. To hold fast, to hold firm. Come on, and over the last couple of years, it's been stormy weather. And come on, I really pray that you would, would have found the hope, you would have found the anchor to hold on to. Uh, I love this in Zechariah. Return to your fortress, you prisoners. Prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. I love the fact that in Christ and when we're following Jesus, that the hope doesn't rely on us holding on to hope. But when we come, in, uh, come into line with Jesus, when we invite Jesus into our heart, we become prisoners of hope that we don't hold on to hope. The hope actually holds on to us. How good is that? Okay, some of you aren't quite believe, believers. Well, this is what it says in Philippians. This is what Paul says. Not that I have already obtained this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ took hold of me. Now, I'm no English scholar, but I married one. Uh, now, my wife's an English secondary school English teacher. And I love this. And I just want to say, uh, there's, there's two things I just want to outline. Two words in this verse. One is take one is took. One is present tense. One is past tense. All the, all the literary people say, amen. But I, I love the, <laughs> that's it, Will. Um, but, it, but Paul's saying, hey, I haven't arrived there. Anyone? I haven't arrived at my goal yet, but I press on to take hold. Paul's, Paul's talking about the present. I'm taking hold of something but then we see it, we hear which Christ took hold, past tense. God's took hold of me. Christ has took hold. He's holding on to you before you ever took hold of Him. Come on, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, the Bible says. Amen? So today I want to ask you, hey, what's the gauge on your life? What's the hope gauge reading today? 
Now, for some people, this, this is quite a foreign concept. You'll find this sort of thing, not with hope, but just this sort of gauge on your car. It's really good to have a look at it every now and again. Because why? Because it d- determines how far you're going to go. Come on, hope's a, hope, the hope gauge is, is really important in our life because it, it helps us go forward. And, you know, as Pastor Will, you know, all the, all the summer haters out there, are they pumped about going into winter? Who loves winter? Who loves summer? Yeah, just be nice to each other. <laughs> but but, but uh, we understand we live in a world where there's different seasons. We live in, in this idea of seasons and, and different things that we go through. There's good times, there's bad times. There's time to celebrate, there's times to cry. You know, you look at uh, Ecclesiastes, it'll talk about that. But it's, it's weird to behave the same in each season. You don't, think we don't, we don't rush down to St. Kilda in, in July. You know, as we don't, and so, you know, we, you, you work out, you behave differently, you wear the right type of clothes. Man, I didn't, my, so I totally overpacked coming to Dunedin. Because I was like, what's it going to be like? It's been like, I've been in Dunedin. I lived there for 15 years. I'm like, what sort of, what, what are we going to turn up to? I know global warming's happening and things are different. But it's like knowing what, what to wear, what, to, what season we're in. And tonight I want to talk a little bit more about understanding your season and walking in that. But in the Bible, this is my wake-up slide. If you're starting to get a bit sleepy, it's like, the bright one to wake up. But, um, uh, you know, the, the world say there's three things we can rely on, birth, death, and taxes. If you read your Bible, it's pretty close, but it's not the same. That's birth, death, and resurrection. And at Easter, we, we look at this. We, we spend time, but this is how God works. Birth, death, and resurrection. And we all know, we understand these things. We understand what it's like to begin something. Who's good at beginning stuff? Hey, i got an idea. I'm going to start something. It's so good to start something. And we're aware of, of new seasons. We're aware of things beginning. We're, we're aware of, of what it takes, of, of what, what it can take. And we're aware of, of uh, stepping out in something new. And we understand birth, new life, new beginnings, new job, new class, all these sorts of things. And, and, and again, we're, we're really aware of, of death too. And probably over the last couple of years, we've, we understand this concept a little bit more. And when I talk about death, it's not just physical death. It's not, it's not just, it's things stopping. I want to talk about death represents the, the decline. The death represents the delay, the disappointment. And, uh, and I know for me, you know, this is something that God's, you know, especially 2021 was probably the hardest year. That we, learned, that we were in, in Dunedin for. It was, it was our 10th year there, the year of testing. And, uh, and, and, you know, we started the year off with a hiss and a roar, and we're like, we're getting into it. And then just about this time last year, we'd, um, in my time in, in Wanganui, I would take about, I think, less than one funeral a year. Um, and, and we had a, a season where we had three funerals in, in two months. We had two um, in... In May last year, we had um, two guys that were just a long journey of terminal cancer. One was 75, and 
I'd help him do hay baling, and he was awesome, Ray. And then we had another guy who was 35, who was, um, had, a, had an abscess on his tooth, but because of COVID, wasn't able to, to go and get it sorted. And by the time he got to see a specialist, it turned into cancer. And just a horrible story of three kids. And so we're working through that. And, um, you know, that's, that's annoying as, and painful as well as it is, um, as well as COVID going on. And then, and then one of my elders, uh, just one of my buddies, Colin, um, and his awesome wife, you know, they're an amazing couple in the church. They've been there, uh, you know, way longer than we have. And, and uh, you know, I'd go out golfing with, with Colin on Saturday mornings or on my day off. And, and just over the 10 years that we've been in Wanganui, got to know him and just, just awesome guy and great couple. And one day I get a ring from Karen and it's just like, Colin's had a heart attack. Can you come up? It's not looking good. And, uh, and so just out of nowhere, Colin has a massive heart attack and dies. And it's like, oh. And you're like, what's going on? And we get to that stage of questions. You, get, you start working through these things because there's that whole idea of birth, death. But death isn't the end. Come on, in Christ, that there's, there's this awesome thing called resurrection. And that's, that's part of the hope that we can hold. And maybe you're in a season of death. Maybe the d- disappointment, the decline and delay. Come on today, I say that. Don't, don't, don't camp there. Don't set up there. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Because we're walking through it. We're not pitching a tent. We're not setting up camp. Because God's in it. Resurrection, the act of bringing something that has disappeared or ended back to use or existence. Come on, those dreams, those hopes, those, the, those things started. I love how the Bible says the good work started in you. I'm going to bring to what? Completion. Because that's our God. So that's one of the reasons we can have hope. This birth, death, and resurrection, we see it again and again in the Bible, and I, I don't have time to go into, we see it in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. But uh, the, the, here's a cool place of it in Exodus 6. Moses is, God gives Moses some, some things to be able to say to the, the Israelites, hey, I want to lead, leave you, lead you out of, the, uh, of slavery. And there's four promises that he gives here. And, uh, you know, he, he says this to to this resurrection, this, this change. He says, I, I want to bring you out. I want to free you from being slaves. I want to redeem you. And I want to take you back to my, as my own people. Come on, God's wanting to bring us forward. He wants to resurrect whatever, restore, bring back to its original purpose. And so today I want to talk about Joshua. Just, just give you a heads up. Here's the, here's, here's the notes early on so you don't get lost. But I want to talk to you about, come on, we're going, and I want to declare that, that, again, that we're in a new season. No, I'm not talking about autumn, or I'm not talking about winter, I'm talking about as we're in a new season, that we're going to leave what's behind and we get, get ready to move into the same, into something new. And so, and, and, and I really believe that there's a word now for you as a church, but you as, as individuals, come on, come on, what, is, what have you got to look forward to? And, I, and just this morning, I want us to, in order to get hope, come on, we've got to look at His promise. We've got to look at His presence. Uh, we're going to look at His Word, and we're going to be strong and courageous. 
And that's what we get out of these nine verses in Joshua. So we're going we're gonna to pray and then we're going to read them. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. God, we thank you and we honor your word. And right now we pray you'd illuminate it to us. God, you'd locate it. Lord, let it come speak to us. Let it come challenge us. Let it come encourage us. Let it come do what you want it to do. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that, how about you say amen? Awesome. So Joshua chapter 1. I love this. This is such a good chapter. This is an amazing story, but let's just get into it. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead the people uh, the Israelites across the Jordan into the land I am giving him. I promise what I promise. Uh, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness to the south, to the Lebanon mountains to the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you As long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Come on, this is this is this is not just instructions that God's giving to Moses. This is the character of God. This is who God is. I will not fail you nor abandon you. I'm not just I'm not just about an individual. I'm about uh, I'm about generations. I'm about being the same yesterday, today, and forever. So while we're in different seasons, while we're, there's different things going on, we serve a God that doesn't change. Verse 6, be strong and courageous. You are the one who will lead the people uh, to possess the land I swore to their ancestors would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Any sort of theme coming through? Um, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study the book of instructions. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to multitask here. <laughs> Study the book of instructions. Meditate on it uh, night, a day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written on it. And only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Come on, verse 9. Come on, if you're going into this year going, I need a verse. If you're in a season going, what's the Word of God saying? I love this one. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Whatever season you're in, whatever mountaintop or valley you're going through, come on, God's with you. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be discouraged. Come on, God is with you. Today, I want to I wanna remind you about these four things that are hopefully going to going to give you some keys to fill up the hope tank. Come on, because we need hope. You know, Paul says, faith, hope, and love. These three things, these three things remain. And in church, we know more. We talk lots about love. We talk lots about faith. But come on, today I want to focus on this idea of hope. That is something. So let's start with the first one. Come on. Four things that God reminds Joshua. His promise. Come on, today I want to ask you, do you know the promises of God? Do you know the goodness of God? Do you know that that He's a God who who is a God who promises 
and, and uh, we'll, we'll not just promise, but we'll fulfill it. You know, if I go back to these, these four promises that he gives to the people in Exodus, uh, he, he promises this, and, and this is from Chris Hodges. He d- does a series called Four, four Cups. I'm not going to go into it because it's a whole series. Um, but he says these three things. This is, what, this is what God says, and this is what God continues to do to his people. He says, I will bring you out. So he's going to bring freedom. He's going to, what was that first, that first thing promise? Is the one of salvation. The second one, I will free you from being slaves. See, sometimes we can be free, we can be saved, but we need to be delivered. Oh, that conjures up some stuff. Now, because sometimes the world gets into us. Sometimes other spiritual forces and other things, the enemy gets into us. And, and the problem was with the Israelites, while they were out of Egypt, Egypt wasn't out of them. And so they began to have, live in a limited life, a fearful life, because they needed to get delivered from that. Then he says, I will redeem you. Come on, God wants to take us on a journey of restoration. Come on, he wants to restore Restoration is bringing, it's bringing something back to its original purpose. Come on. Life happens. We get scarred. We get things take a hit on us. And, and come on, God's just continually wanting to restore, bring us back to the original purpose. Come on, there's some dreams that God wants to restore in this place. Come on, there's some ideas. There's maybe some friendships relationships and family. God wants to bring restoration into. And then he says, I will, and then at the end he says, I will take you as my own people. Come on, this whole idea of church that is never to be designed to be alone. Okay, he says, and you will be my, uh, you will be my people. So it goes from person to people. It's a, there's, a, there's a fellowship, there's a community that's, that God's wanting to build. And, and you see, Joshua was here when Moses said this. Joshua, we don't know how old he was, probably in his 20s, just taking it all in. Wow, this is pretty cool. This is pretty amazing sort of promise. Man, it would be awesome if this came through. But we see this, this happen, and we know the story of God healing, uh, God coming to Pharaoh through Moses and going through the Red Sea, and we know all that. But a bit of a spoiler, well, let's jump to the end of Joshua's life. And this is Joshua, you know, this is what he's declaring at the end of his life. He says these things. And it's so, so powerful. And, and in this, you see the character of God. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he had sworn to give to their ancestors. And they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave to the, them rest on every side. Come on, today, you know, God's the one who wants to fight your battles. He doesn't just want to fight your battles, but he wants to give you rest. He wants to give you peace and understand. Just as he solemnly he had solemnly promised their ancestors, none of the enemies could stand against them. I think, he, I, think I heard him say that to Joshua. For the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Come on, it's not partial, it's everything. I've put this one in yellow so you really understand it. Not... A single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Come on, if nothing gives you hope today, come on, that's going to give you hope. 
Come on, the promises of God. You can stand on the promises of God. You can write a song about it if you want. But come on, the, the, the promises of God are something that we can stand on. There's something that we can hold on to. When we know the promises of God, we can have hope. So today, do you know the promises over your life? Do you know what the Word of God says? Do you know the character of God? Because these are the, these instructions that God was giving to Joshua, He's giving to us today. I've got so excited. This isn't working now. Oh, there it is. Oh, everyone's woken up again. The second thing is, hey, is His presence. You know, we can know the promises of God, but they become dry if we don't know, have it, know His presence. And uh, we, had, we had 24 hours at Camp Columba. And I've been to Camp Columba in Africa, and as good as the microclimate is in Camp Columba just out of Gore, it's not that that makes a difference in people's lives. It's not even the buildings that my grandfather was part of building, the team down there. You know, it's not, what was, you know, if you look at, if you talk to any of the young adults, what was the thing, as awesome as the food was, as awesome as the hospitality, as awesome as the people were, at the young adults camp. It was the presence of God in that space. That shifted something. You know, you think about the camps, you think about moments in God. It's come on, it's His presence. And I love this, and uh, Moses says this. You know, we know this, many of us know the story. Come out of Egypt, and Moses is fed up, God's fed up. And so Moses says, well, what's going to happen? And God's like, right, just go then. I'm off. I'm done. And Moses just has this revelation and says, man, God, if, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us up there. Man, I, I'm not going to go up there with promises alone. I need your presence. And I love this statement. Principles bring about success, but it's his presence that guarantees that we won't fail. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Though he fall, though he fall, he shall not be cast down because the Lord upholds him in his hands. Come on, it's his presence. We stumble, we mess up. But it's his presence that allows us to be healed. A presence that allows us, hey, come on, have another go. It's his presence that, that Joshua got a hunger for. And uh, many of us know that in, um, you know, Moses would often go to the tent of meeting and all the people would get up and stand in the entrance of their own tent. They would watch Moses until it disappeared inside. As they went into their tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover into the entrance while the Lord spoke to Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow in front of their own tents. Inside, this is where it gets exciting. Inside the tent of the meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to his camp. But the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. Why was Joshua so successful? One, because he'd seen a lot of unsuccessful leadership and unsuccessful stuff going on. But the other thing is he had a passion for the presence of God. I love the fact that, Moses didn't, uh, that, that Joshua didn't have to spend time. I just, I want to spend time with God. Come on, what's, what's your hunger for the presence of God? I love the, 
the Beatitudes, that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Come on, number three is the, the Word of God. Come on, God clearly says, hey, meditate on it day and night. Come on, Joshua, you've got to get the Word of God. And word, how is faith comes from hearing the, hearing the Word of God. In order for us to have hope, we need to have faith that God's that God is in control. Though the news might be telling us something different, so there might be some new thing that's happening in the world. Maybe there may be a war going on overseas. There may be a pandemic with another strain or whatever it is. Come on, God's in control. God's doing something awesome. And uh, just a just a quick one. Jesus sort of talked about um, the power of the Word of God, and he, he just gave this image of uh, everyone who hears the words of mine, the Word of God, um, puts them into practices, like the wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone, someone say everyone. Everyone who hears the words of mine and does not put them into practice, not just hearing the Word of God, but it's about putting it into practice, is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a mighty crash. I think we're all wise enough to understand the power of putting, hearing God's word and putting it into practice. But if you're still on the fence, I want you to look at that word that says foolish. But, um, but those who do not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. If you look at the Greek, that word foolish is the word moron. It's also, that's the root word of where we get the word moron. Now, I think this version's been quite polite and been quite nice, saying foolish. But how about we just put moron there instead of foolish? And I don't think I need to say anything else. Let's put the word of God into action, eh? Come on, the last thing, come on. Come on, we need to be strong and courageous. I just wonder if the worship team would come. Come on, today I wonder if you'd locate yourself and just identify where you're at. Because God has called you to be strong and courageous. And I love this idea of being strong and courageous. It not, not, doesn't come necessarily first. It comes after. We do these three things. Come on, when we, when, we, when we come back to His promise, when we just remind, are reminded of the promise of God, when we spend time in His presence, when we get into His Word and know His Word, we can stand on His Word. Come on, just out of that, there's a strength. Out of that, there's a boldness. And when the Holy Spirit came on the, the, the followers of Jesus and, the, and Acts, when there was a boldness that came. And so we could go strong and courageous and we can strive and try and do it. But like many things in religion, you just fall on your face. But today God's calling us to be a people who are strong and courageous. It's a new season. Come on, we don't have to be, we're not, we're not, we're not in lockdown any longer. We're not, we don't have to be, we're not in survival. Come on, this is a time to step out. Come on, these people are stumbling and tripping up all over. You're walking in darkness, but the way of the righteous gets brighter and brighter to the full gleam of dawn. Today, I just wonder where you're at in the area of hope.
How about you close your eyes? And today you might be saying, man, I don't know His promises. Man, I've got to dry around His presence. I know, I know bits of the Word, but it's not, a, it's not alive. I don't have a rhema word, a now word. Maybe your Bible reading's just got a bit bumped out with some other things that have come into your life. It's not a place of judgment here. It's to say, hey, you're in this place because God's wanting to, to reset. He's wanting to launch you into a new season. Now he's calling you to be strong and courageous. And today Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.